This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay. We sound so much drunker than we are because we're definitely not. No, just hungover. Quite hungover. Also, what was the what's the song that I always think is the NFL theme song, but it's not. And every year I sing it when it's NFL time and uh, I'm always wrong. I think it's Eye of the Tiger. No, it's Yeah, it totally is. No, it's something else. No, it's the final I always go to oh, Yeah. And Alex is always like, that is not the Super Bowl theme song. Not the Super Bowl theme song. I hate sports. I never like I'm involved, so I just always kind of like think I know things, but I do. <laughs> I guess I should know better that Final Countdown is not the NFL theme song. It's just a, a power 80s song. Who even wrote that? It is kind of like it does uh, amp you up. Da 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 da. It's, you know, <laughs> one of those 80s like hair metal bands. Yeah. Well, anyways, Euphorians. What up? It's Sunday. Super Bowl what Sunday. The, but... big, the big Super Bowl Sunday. The <laughs> I day we've all been waiting for. Living for the memes. Just yep, some living. Good. The, uh, the great one that hopefully everyone has seen by now is the, uh, the Super Bowl Smackdown meme with Maddie and Cassie. Uh, where Maddie Perez is listed as knocking extremist, and Cassie Howard is listed as puker and crier. <laughs> which is so which good. I just really love. Describing Maddie as a knocking extremist is amazing. I, for some reason, I thought it was knocking enthusiast, but they're both good. I like extremist. <laughs> it makes it her is. sound like she's like a terrorist. I know, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, but yeah. despite all the, the fucking super of the SmackDown buildup, we really, uh, they denied us the SmackDown this week. I know. And I, I will say, like, I wasn't, deep down, I was, like, secretly wishing for the SmackDown, but I knew it wasn't going to happen yet because I knew, like, the focus was going to be more on Rue. And I just Damn. felt like the tone of the episode wasn't going to be, like, a SmackDown tone. Honestly, the real SmackDown in this episode was between Rue and that fucking Jolly Rancher. I know. Attention. What that was, the was real that? I was, like, the whole time I was, like, am I stupid? Is this, like, a normal thing for, like someone with withdrawals to go through like well she's just so like weak and like debilitated from how bad her withdrawals are got it she can't even open a open a single jolly rancher oh i thought she was trying to like replace drugs with a jolly rancher like (laughs) no she just wanted to eat it (laughs) like she just wanted like the the strength or dexterity to open it i thought maybe she just wanted something kind of like in pill form so like a jolly rancher was like the only thing she could find (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) 
I mean, I could be wrong, but I really uh, don't. So. Man, yeah. So we didn't get the SmackDown, but like I no was Smackdown. loving the just like. I'm loving that everyone likes Euphoria so much this year that on Twitter it was trending more than the Super Bowl was, like, quite literally. And I was just, I don't know, that brings me a lot of joy because I just really couldn't give a shit about football, so I just love that America was really... Especially not an L.A. Super Bowl. Like, that just doesn't feel, like, right. No, it feels weird and icky. an L.A. Super Bowl. Very, like, influencers like Disneyland is, like, this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not right. That's no, not right I love that it's Angus was tweeting, turn football off and watch Euphoria. Also, he tweeted on the Jolly Rancher note, he said, this Jolly Rancher better be the best tasting Jolly Rancher ever. Dude, I know. <laughs> She's putting in the work for that thing. I mean, it was the red flavor. That's not the worst, but I like the pink. No, it was the pink. It was watermelon. Oh, it was. The okay. red flavor is cherry, and that sucks. You think you like cherry? No, 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 no. I'm saying pink is the best, but I thought she had a red one. Nah, she had the she had that watermelon. Oh, uh, well, that's, that's worth good. it. That's better than drugs, Rue. The or- the, everyone knows the <laughs> ranking goes, let's see, what? Blue raspberry watermelon green apple yeah and then what cherry probably. i don't even know the rest the yellow is horrible it's grape. rancid yellow there's no yellow jolly yeah rancid. there is i s- maybe i feel no. like there definitely is no, i can no, picture no. how bad it tastes no there's green like, i'm literally gonna green. look it up there has to be a yellow jolly rancher no well yes. yeah i well i'm glad that rue's into jolly ranchers i hope that she sticks to that like let's stay away <laughs> from the morphine and let's just stick to jolly ranchers i'm kind of here for that maybe some warheads <laughs> warheads <laughs> are basically drugs <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Do you remember how intense Warhead, like, wars would get? I do love Warheads, but they're so aggressive. You like them? I feel like they're not to be liked. They're just to, like, challenge others. No, I do like them. Especially because they're kind of delicious once you get past the sourness. Like, once you get to the sweet layer underneath, they're actually surprisingly good. Uh Aha! Yellow Jolly Rancher. I just pulled it up on Google. What flavor is that? It's like lemon. Duh, yeah, lemon. It's rancid. It tastes like kitchen supplies, like kitchen spray that you clean your counter with, I feel like. Wow. I don't know if I've ever had a lemon Jolly Rancher. Also, on the... We're going Uh, down such a Jolly Rancher rabbit hole, but I will say the wine we're drinking right now is god-awful. I was just laughing that, like... Alex and I every week have literally downgraded. I don't know why. Like we yeah, should we be started really. Yeah, we on a high note. We had martinis at the beginning. Lychee martinis. Yeah, we and good shit. We're stooping low. Like last week, you were pouring beer into like my champagne glass. This week, we have this god awful watermelon Trader Joe's wine. Which usually Trader Joe's, I'm like shout out and like happy to support but i do not support no, this, this wine is this is we, uh, absolutely not sponsored. for the last two episodes we need to like reset and get back on our shit it's been we really do lately. it's embarrassing like if we're gonna have like a you know an esteemed podcast we really need to up our game on the alcohol yep yep this is true department because this watermelon wine is so bad and oh. didn't you say it's like six percent yeah, it's like the it's like eight percent. I've never had a wine that was only eight percent before. Ugh, well, it's really it's bad. Really so cheers. It. All right, and it's like work. getting warm, which is even like worse. Uh huh. It's really bad. Well, anyways, so our wine sucks, but let's just dive into the episode. We got a interesting title this week. Yeah, this week's episode is a thousand little trees of blood, Light which is uh, based on a poem. <laughs> Um, a poem by Federico Garcia Lorca um, called Federico. The Martyrdom of St. Eulalia. 
Wow. Um, you gonna read the whole poem? <laughs> I can if you want. It's not too long. It's pretty oh. hardcore, honestly. I, I mean, it's actually really hardcore. Like, well, it's pick, a pretty, okay, pick uh, one line. I feel like it looks really long. No, I don't. I won't read it. But it's a pretty uh, we'll post kind it. of a horrific poem, honestly, about someone getting martyred. Um, oh shit! I guess the uh, the biggest connection I can just make on a surface level to the episode is that, like, obviously, a martyr gets you know put through the ringer for their Sense. beliefs or values, um, oh. and. <laughs> In some sense, we're seeing, you know, Rue is suffering, um, suffering the consequences of her lifestyle choices and, well, her addiction. I don't want to say her choices. But... You don't think it also is about Cassie? Um, no, Cassie's, I think Cassie's suffering is uh, false and self-imposed, whereas totally. Rue is suffering, like, truly like a martyr would. Like, like actually suffering. Physical and existential, like, pain. Yeah. Um, I guess in the name of, like, her attempting to still be, like, a member of her family and still be loved and love them and trying to get clean. And uh, for that, for trying to do these things and trying to do right, she is uh, suffering pretty hard. Yeah, very hard. So I think hard. that's probably the, so hard that, the cleanest comparison. So hard that she has a rope of snot coming out of her nose in this opening scene that is so nasty. I literally almost gagged. I can't. <laughs> Alex knows I have, like, the worst gag reflexes for some reason when I see boogers or snot, so I couldn't even, like, look at her. Also, do you think that's real? Is that a real fucking booger? Oh, it's so gross. I almost just gagged because this wine is so bad, <laughs> and I'm watching it again. If it's I can't. fake, they did a good job because it looks real. It's uh, probably real. I feel like Sam really puts Zendaya like through the fucking ringer when they film Zendaya's in a good really way. Zendaya's really acting hard here. Yeah. She's got the snot rolling Ugh. through. Oof. It's so gross. Get it, girl. Roll that snot. Snort it. Yeah, this this whole like so, opening yeah. scene is obviously like so sad. So like all around like it's not str- like it's a, it's a come down from last week though. Like last week was like oh my god, you like barely could breathe during the episode. This one I felt a little more relief, but still not. Like you still know, very honestly, dark. I found this to be such a depressing episode weirdly. Um Euphoria never really gets to me and this episode just felt so like really? dour and like depressing. It's probably because Nate had more screen time and every time he's on screen, he's always winning and it like with Makes the rare sad. exception of when he got fucked up by Fez and it just feels so like awful to see him like yeah it gives you winning. a pit for sure it's awful like with Rue like you open the episode with a little hope but by the end of the episode like you know you feel like she's just gonna bounce right back no, the hope is start evaporating rapidly yeah and she's not there yet she doesn't want to get better that's what sucks they're fucking introducing they're re-bringing up the the Jules Nate thing I don't know I feel just so much like impending doom from this episode I get it, was, it. Uh, uh, it was kind of a kind it of was a sad. downer downer one for me personally. Hundred percent. I mean, this whole like in the house, her like Jolly Rancher, all this vibe is just really sad. Like her mom having to like carry her to the bathroom. Like yeah, I yeah. feel you. It was a downer, like a hundred percent. Like just all around, very depressing. But I don't know. I feel bad for the mom. I feel like the mom too. Like I don't mean like this in a critical way, but I feel like her character, like she just like. It's, like, what they were saying in the after the episode, like, behind the scenes shit. How they were, like, oh, like, the mom just kind of leans on her religion to, like, help her through this. But she has, like, no real support. 
So this was the first time where I kind of felt like sorry for the mom because she really is like just doing everything like a good mom would do in this situation. But fuck, I just like don't even know what I would do if this was my kid. I know. Well, plus they like don't really even introduce this, but you have to like wonder like, you know, how is she like have been doing all this? Like she should have a job, like a full time job to be supporting Rue and Gia. Like, where is she getting the time to, like, watch after Rue like this? Like, it must be, like, a huge strain, like, in yeah. ways that not seeing. She's probably taking some PTO. Um, <laughs> She's probably taking some good yeah, earned take, PTO. Take that PTO. And then Gia is just always, like, a sad character because I really... It's hard because I don't feel like she harbors a lot of anger. I would understand if she did. But I'm more, I guess, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm surprised she's not more fucking pissed. Like, this would drive me crazy if my sibling was just going through this cycle over and over again. Like, I don't know. I think what they're getting at in this episode is that she probably does, but she doesn't feel okay, like, expressing it. Yeah. And that's why Ollie's, like, being, that's why Ollie's presence in this episode is helpful for her. Because, like, he says, you know, she just, he's like, you can, it's okay to be angry. Like, I think she constantly feels like she, like, can't. Walking Um, on eggshells. Because she, like, loves her sister. And it's probably scary when your sister's fucking suicidal. Like, I don't know, you wouldn't want to, like, speak your truth in fear of, like, something bad happening. Right, right, right. So I think him coming around is helpful for all members of the family in a lot of ways but definitely um what he says to gia about being able to like feel that anger more is gonna be beneficial for her to hear totally well at least we got some comedic relief with the poo jokes yeah ali <laughs> brings it with the comedy in this one he says the, the diarrhea like hands a, a hairball and he calls she tells the mom she has diarrhea hands <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rue's got stanky diarrhea ass. Withdrawal ass. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you're a stank withdrawal diarrhea ass. I was like, whoa. Ali. Ali has no filter. It's great. Also, this is horrible, but when Rue's in the bathtub, like, shivering, like, soaking wet, I was like, this was literally me and Alex when we got Omicron. Like, this is how I felt. Oh I was God. like, is this what it's like to, like, <laughs> COVID the same as, like, drug withdrawals? Because that right there is what I looked like when I was sick. Yeah over the holidays but anyways yeah dark dark shit um what do we have after this though we kind of go into like the whole cassie shit and yeah cassie's like you know still just being like a piece of shit just being like basically a huge loser Um, i'm mad because i maybe i'm like really stupid for thinking this but i thought in this episode she'd feel a little more remorse for maddie not so much like crying over nate I don't know. I just thought, like, she gave her that cute scrapbook on her birthday, and I know it's all, like, kind of fake. She's, like, fucking her friend's boyfriend, but at the same time, I was a little surprised that she showed quite literally, like, no remorse. Like, not worried about their friendship at all. Like, she never once brought up Maddie at all. Because she only can feel bad for herself right now. She's being incredibly, like, selfish. Um... Yeah. I did appreciate Miss Howard having uh, Lexi hide all the knives, but like, <laughs> holy shit, how many knives do they have? That bowl had like, like 80. 40 knives in it. Like, <laughs> you know, usually you've got like your standard Maybe like, three. three or four like yeah. kitchen knives that kind of like, you know. 
that that's all you need. Like, yeah, it also goes to show that, like, Cassie's clearly just, like you said, just playing victim, 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 because she tries to literally, like, pretend she's gonna kill herself with a fucking wine bottle opener, and it's yeah. like, Cassie, give me a break. Cassie's pretty insufferable at this point. Because it's all just, like, fake drama. It's not, like, real emotion. It's just her being, she's like... She's just playing victim. She's ready to throw away everything in her life, all her friends and family, for fucking Nate. Like, who and couldn't the, give a shit about her? As much as her mom calls her out, I will say Miss Howard kind of ticks me off sometimes because I feel like she still babies her, though. Like, she has, like, Lexi do all this weird stuff, like, hiding the knives and, like, her sister's, like, in a hard state right now. And Lexi's just, like, eye roll. Like, she's fine. Like... Yeah. Meaning, like, she should give her a little more tough love. Like, I would just be like, yo... Why didn't she let her leave the house with her suitcase and shit? Which is, like, you're just, like... Signing off on her, like, you know, yeah. throwing your life away for fucking me. Also, all around, this episode should have been called Bad Parenting 101. Every parent in this episode <laughs> was literally the worst fucking not, uh, high school parent in the world. Mom. No, oh, sorry, no, not Leslie. Are not you kidding? A, we yeah, stan girl our girl Leslie, but, uh, okay, we got Miss Howard, like, bad mom lets her leave to go to Nate's with a suitcase. Like, are you kidding me? Then we've got... Maddie's whatever her boss the nanny job she's like hey girl like you're a senior in high school right but like let's get drunk and go swimming <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. like and then you can drive excuse home from me my house what <laughs> yeah like worst parenting and then we've got Nate's mom who's just like getting fucking lit in the kitchen like smoking with like a bloody mary in one hand like drinking straight from a whiskey bottle the next minute like this was just bad parenting 101 all around yeah a lot of yeah. really bad parenting like I saw some bad parenting in my day, but nothing like this. Yeah, it was pretty aggressive. Um, especially especially old Marsha letting Nate just drink whiskey in the kitchen. I know. Like. like, as if it was totally normal. And I get it. Like, she's obviously, like, definitely going through some shit. Like, her husband just walked out. Like, I understand, like, the level of a little, you know, I understand, like, a little bit of it. But, like, with your son, I don't know. It's one thing to do that in front of your kids, but to, like, invite them in on the chaos? Like, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else do we have going on? We've got the, uh, we have the diner scene with Kat and Ethan. Oh, cringe. Um, where, you know, Ethan, Ethan finally gets some screen time. Keithan. Keithan. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know that was, like, a relationship name. Either. Until Ethan, or who said it? I think it was uh, Barbie, Barbie said, said it in the, the after, episode. like... After episode, yeah, shit. they're in a nice little uh, Chinese restaurant that's got a, a good vibe. But, yeah, I want to uh, find that spot. Yeah, unfortunately, Cat is just regressing to her like shitty, cruel behavior from last season, which is why I was always so hard on her last season because she was a real shit person. And this season, she's largely been out of the picture, so she's escaped my uh, scathing judgment. But totally, wow, she is so shitty oh. to poor Ethan. Oh, uh, Meeple. He has some words. Man. Meeple has some words about Keithan. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, go to sleep, Meeple. Meeple hates Cat. <laughs> he's like, she's the... Uh, oh, he heard us say Cat, yeah. so he thinks we're talking about him. Yeah. He's mad. She's slandering the good name of Cats everywhere. Okay, now, this might be, like, I don't know. I'm just speaking my thoughts, like, purely off of just coming out of this episode. And you can agree or disagree. But I felt like the writing for Cat and Ethan's little conversation was a little weird. Her, I meaning, not weird, just, like, a little unbelievable to me. Meaning, I don't think Kat from last season, from what I, like, gained from her, like, character arc, I don't, I understand that she's going through a shit, that makes sense, and, like, I don't, I'm not saying, like, oh, I wouldn't believe she'd be this shitty, 
But the whole, like, I have a brain disorder, like, all that conversation was very weird to me. That didn't seem like something Kat would say. I don't know. I mean, it, like, when I was like a watching terminal that scene, brain. it, like, felt like the cat of last season. Really? I was like, this is why I didn't like Cat, and all this season, that hasn't really been present, so I was, like, you know, more about her this season, yeah. but I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, who Cat was, like, all of season one, and this is why I was constantly, like, ugh, like, Kat. Really? See, I think differently, though. I thought Cat was kind of snarky. Line. She was funny. She kept all the girls kind of in line and in check sometimes. You know what I mean? Like... Many times she called Maddie out on her shit. She kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like she was a little different. The she always whole... had kind of a cruel streak, though. She was always like yeah. unnecessarily mean to people, especially to Ethan. Um, I agree. And I this felt like in line with that. Like it did, but what's the brain stuff? Like, was that supposed to be funny, or was she actually really trying to get away with being like, I have a terminal like brain disease? Like, I come on. I think it's like he said. I think she was just looking for any reason to make it that he was breaking up with her. Like, she was just being so aggressively shitty that he would like break up with her, and he she could like blame it on him. You know, weird so though. Why would she say that though? Of all things, I don't know why that know. really just didn't stupid. seem like normal. It I was, was like. So who would say that, though? Like, I don't know. I think it would have been better if she would have said something, like, that made a little more sense. But I was a little weirded out about the whole, like, oh, I have a brain disease. Like, I'm sorry, what? Like, how was Ethan not, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. I mean, he was, and that's why he He did. was, like, but he, I feel like you know, he handled good for it. for him. Like, keep your head up, King. You'll be fine. King? We, we stand a short King. <laughs> Ethan, oh my God, uh, he's Ethan's Ethan gonna come king. out. He's gonna come out for the better. He he handled that shit classy as hell. He and he's starring in the play. Yeah, he's gonna be in the play. He didn't give in to her like games at all. He called no. her out on like trying to like make it look like he was like gaslighting her when she was really gaslighting him. Like he was like, I'm not playing this game. Like I'm out if this is like the way you want to be. I also feel like so, she's kind of like in a weird way now that her and Maddie are good again. I also feel like she's trying to be like cool. Like when she was on the phone, she was like, haha, like see you later cunt and like I talking know. to her i was kind of yeah. like cat was never Gross. like that last season like her and maddie were tight but she wasn't like worshiping maddie and acting all like buddy buddy all the time it just feels a little weird yeah gross you know what um, i mean though like doesn't seem authentic it seems like she's like trying to be cool in front of ethan right. like look at me yeah, i'm totally. like talking to my girlfriend and she's so badass like yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with <clears> her character it doesn't feel it feels like this was like a regression to her like like she hasn't learned from last season she hasn't really actually grown she's just kind of like still stuck in that same place she was last season which i don't necessarily find like unrealistic or unbelievable um but i am curious to see where they go with her character next because she hasn't really gotten any no this season other than going back to (laughs) shitty behavior yeah i also always love like maddie's maddie has just always has some great lines like when she's talking about like what does she say? She's like, you know, when they interview, like, the parents of, like, the school shooters, like, mm-hmm. afterward? <laughs> I don't remember what she says, but that whole, like, scene of her, like, talking about how grisly, like, her murder of Cassie's gonna be was <laughs> cracking me up. Yeah, that was funny. <clears throat> She's about, I don't know. I'm, it's weird now. Are you still not on, like, a side of, like, liking Maddie? I feel like Maddie, if anything, is, like, really growing on me. I feel like she's the only character I like, like, a lot this season. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what she does next, and that could make me feel one way or the other. Right yeah. now, I'm just kind of, like, so Indifferent. Like, I like that she was going to come for Nate and Maddie, you know. Or, or Cassie, Cassie, yeah. It's, I hope she... We get them all confused. There's so much going yeah. on right now in this love triangle. I hope she still does come for them. Um, but, I mean, I can't blame her if she doesn't after Nate held a fucking gun to her head. Um, yeah, shit. We'll get into that later. That was intense as fuck. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with her character. I could see her being uh, more likable, especially, like, how disappointed she was in that lady that she pulled that Cassie behavior to, like... Yeah, I think she's just maturing she's a little to... bit. You know what I mean? I feel like last season, she would have thought all this stuff was just whatever, but, like you said, yeah, like, her talking to that woman... You could tell that she was, like, quite bothered. Was like, wait, I, like, looked up to you and, like, thought you were cool, but now you're telling me you're just, like, fucked your, like, best friend's boyfriend as well and, like... Yeah, right. And she kind of talked about it like it was, like, whatever. Like, I was just messy, but look at me now. And I don't know. I wonder if Maddie's gonna change her, like... I don't know. Her thoughts on, like, the future. They always show Maddie being very, like, petty. Like, I just want to have nice things and, like, do nothing... I don't, you know what I mean? Like, she's not, like, driven. She's very, like, I just want someone to have a lot of money and take care of me, and I feel like that's shifting a bit. This could be a catalyst for her to, like, grow and develop and be more, uh, you know, more principled and... Yes, I hope. ...ethical in her behavior, which would be an interesting development. (laughs) Be nice. (laughs) Be nice to see an ethical character in Euphoria. (laughs) We'll we'll wait and see. Um, Oh, I I also, I kind of missed this in the beginning, but I thought it was really when we were talking about like how sad the episode was, the part that got me the most emotional was uh, Rue's apology to Ollie. I yeah, feel like same. she did a good job of acting that. Cause it, it like almost made me like kind of like, I almost shed a tear. Like I was like, this is so sad. Like, yep. cause you know, Ollie's going to like accept her apology. And that's, what's so great about his character is like, yeah, he drops a nice little line from the Quran about forgiveness. Oh, is that what that's from? Uh huh. Interesting. Classy. Classy. Yeah, that was nice. Good but talk. you know what I mean. I just didn't want to leave that out because I actually forgot that was like a probably the saddest moment for me. But like, yeah, and good on Rue for like making the the sincere apology there. Like you can tell that she felt just as bad about that as any of the shit she said to her family, if not worse. Honestly, I know um, she was really like dwelling on that. I think this also reminds you that like I don't know the past couple episodes, you really just start to go shit. Rue is just like you know she's out here like not being a good person, but. At her, like, absolute core, like, she is a good person. She's just really, yeah. like, addiction has quite literally taken over all of her actions in life. Yeah. She's arguably, despite all of that, probably a better character than most of the people on Yes. Show. Well, on that note of amazing, good characters, oh my god, Fez and Lexi, can we please take a moment? Yeah. Holy Adorable. shit. So fucking cute. Um, They're also in New York City right now in real time getting martinis and i'm jealous that maude and angus are out like in our city i like want to run into them and party with them i know it's not fair drinking martinis with them can you imagine how fun that would be those would be the best people from the show to hang out with other than the 100 percent, 100 percent. but yeah that scene was so fucking yeah adorable and fez just gets even more endearing for being like a, a film bro you know, we've they've been dropping hints all season that he's like a big movie guy with them always having like stuff on in the Netflix background. and chill. And now he's like full on talking about like how he's seen Stand By Me a million times and loves it. Which also I didn't even realize that's the one we watched this summer, right? Yeah, Stand yeah. By yeah. Me. I had never seen totally. it. That was our first time. Great so movie. I didn't know that till after. I was like, oh shit. So if you haven't seen that movie, you should watch it. Filmed in my home state. Euphorians. It's a good one. 
Yeah. It's really cute. Great. Of course. I mean, everybody should see Stand By Me. It's amazing. Yeah, but that was really cute how they did that. And I also love that, like, they just held hands. I feel like that makes it even more, like, you're rooting so hard yeah. for their relationship because that's just the most, like, that's the sweetest thing a guy could do. Like So cute. But so... of course, like, Euphoria always has to make it so fucking dark. Like, as oh, that's no. happening, like, they're in the background, they're about to get fucked. Like, fucking Custer is ratting to the cops. Shit, He's yeah. He's got Faye gonna, like, cooperate with him and rat... Do you think though? I couldn't tell. She seemed kind of like, oh, like I don't know. I have a feeling Faye might come through. I don't know. It looked like she felt bad about it in the moment, but then in the preview for next week, it looks like she's going along with it. So yeah, that sucks. Well, that is kind of a bad position for her. But like, no one likes a rat, so I'm not gonna say like. But you know, that does suck. I mean, she's not really. She is not really in a bad position in either way because she's not involved in Mouse's death. She doesn't know anything about that, so she could easily hook up. Fez and Ashtray without being like liable herself to the police in any way. Yeah, you know? I feel like Ashtray's Fucking pretty on his shit, so I'm hoping bitch. he'll rewatch those security tapes and maybe he'll be like, hmm. Yeah, it also seemed from the preview for next week like Ashtray has Custer's number, but uh, I just hope they're not already fucked. You know, I think it like might be too late, which I'm worried about. I just hate in the preview that we see uh, can't we they see just Fez not in the play at the play. Can That's really worrying me. I know. Fuck. Oh. I hope my. My, uh, what's it called? My prediction of him, like, something bad happening to him. I hope that's just, like, not a thing. I want to, like, yeah. take that back. This episode so that... just set up so much shit that I don't want to happen. I know. It's probably going to happen. I also love when Lexi's super high and just, like, crying and, like, laughing. Cause I, that's literally so accurate of sometimes when you're just really high, like, watching a movie. Like, I wonder if she was even high. <clears throat> they never even showed her smoking. Oh, really? You think she was just that giddy now? I feel like they were definitely both high. I don't know. Oh, I don't. Not. I don't really know either way, but they never once show her smoking or holding the joint. So I was like, I don't know if she is high or not, or if she's just maybe you know, not. Maybe she's just nice going through a lot of shit. Like she's like delirious from all of her play and like playwriting. I mean, she loves and... that story, and it obviously mirrors the play she's like working on as well. I love that he's like rooting for her, like genuinely too. He's like, fuck what everybody like thinks. Like, don't be scared. Like, move forward. Yeah, and I agree with him. Totally. Because Lexi's always had to take the backseat. She's very similar to Gia, I was thinking. Like, there's a parallel there. Like, just in terms of, like, them and their family. Like, mm-hmm. just not getting any fucking attention. Yeah. And, like, holding in so many emotions. Like, I feel like one day Gia and Lexi are just gonna fucking snap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll see. But this scene with Marsha and Nate was just a hot yeah, so mess. let's talk about, like, the whole, the whole Nate... Marsha stuff going on because there was a lot of interesting context that I feel like was revealed. A lot to unpack. Yeah, I mean, I think the my big like takeaway from this was that something we've talked about since season one is kind of being affirmed, which is that Nate is more than just like a fucked up kid from who's like you know been fucked up by his upbringing um we've i think we've said pretty much all along what do you mean like he was born like kind of a psychopath i think think we've said all along that there's something deeper and worse um that underlies like his situation we've talked about him being like not just like a bad dude but like someone that's like truly evil like at his core yeah um someone with like you know probably very serious like mental issues like he's more than just like fucked up by Cal, 
them. And that's something, yeah, like I said, we've yeah. talked about that for a long time. And I think the conversation here is definitely like confirming that, like to have Cal say that last week and be like, you're a mystery. And then now for like Marsha to basically say the exact Confirm same it. thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was... he was hoping to hear the opposite from her. And instead she just basically echoes what Cal said, which is that Nate's always been like, angry or at least since he was like eight or nine yeah she said he went dark like he was such a sweet little boy and then there was some turning point and so which certainly might be connected to the little brother thing Ooh, it could. uh, he was like you know he was like i feel like you're just like dancing around like saying something or whatever and he was like you should just come out and say it and she doesn't oh i didn't even think of that i'm glad you caught that because i didn't even think that way i just thought she was kind of like Fucked up. Because she's clearly drunk and, like, she's smoking. And I don't know. I just thought she was kind of speaking out, like, you know, when you're drunk, sometimes you just say a bunch of weird shit. I think that that's possibly what she was hinting at. And especially based on the age that they say that happened, you know. And right when they're talking about that time when he, like, became dark is when he says that. He's like, if you want to say something, just say it. Oh, you're right. I think she was hinting at whatever happened with the little brother. Man, do you think he killed his little brother? Like... My guess at this point is he killed the little brother and they all chalked it up to an accident, but the parents probably secretly suspected that maybe there was like more to it and it wasn't accidental. And that would be, that's my guess right now is that they all played it like it was cool and it's not. But yeah, I, that's really a good point you bring up. I thought what was crazy or, like, very odd was how nonchalant she was talking about him choking Maddie. I was like, damn, like... Yeah, this whole family is so fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Like, she was, like, laughing about it. She's like, I would have choked her, too. I'm like, Jesus. I mean, we'd have to, like... (laughs) She'd have to be an idiot to not know that he really choked Maddie, so it's not some big revelation that she knew, but to hear her talk about it so plainly... That's what I mean. It was kind of like, whoa, dark, like... And that makes it so much darker at the end of the episode when she watches Nate lead Cassie to his room like you I know. know she's just basically watching her like the lamb going to the slaughter like. seriously and i like how cassie just like waves at her like hi it's like what the fuck is this it's like, like girl, you're land like, yeah and also what is this like fantastical land where <laughs> high schoolers just show up to houses with like like oh, <laughs> and, I know. and they're just gonna sleep over like <laughs> cassie just has her suitcase packed for the week like what up it's completely insane hey miss jacobs bye we're gonna go bang see ya yeah, like com- what fucking ridiculous it really is really crazy and like i said like miss howard like i mean i do get that more like i was thinking in my head like god you're just gonna let your daughter like dip with a suitcase like what are you thinking but a part of me is like maybe she's just over it like tough love like you're just being like such an idiot like i don't know i still would be like you get back in the house yeah like you don't get to have sleepovers right now like you're literally like going berserk you tried to kill yourself with a wine bottle opener like a minute ago like you need to stay home yeah fuck no we're gonna order some pizza hut and watch the bachelor and drink some more of this shitty wine (laughs) (laughs) chardonnay no they were watching a millionaire matchmaker oh yeah that was so funny she's like i just want to watch my millionaire matchmaker and then what'd she say she was like something about an exorcism she was like your sister needs an exorcism she really does Oh, yeah. We get Cassie in the tub again, too. She's really loving the tub life. Yeah, Cassie and Kat are just, like, real heels right now. Kat, really? If Kat's not on Cassie's level. She's just a, she's a heel. She's a villain. She's, like, you yeah. know, she's being bad. She is being bad. Ugh. They've both taken the heel turn. Yeah, Cassie's really just, like, let it, she's letting me down minute by minute, though. Like, she's really just, I don't know. She's, like, that girl I just hate. 
Yep. She's like everything in a girl you want to hate. Yep. So self-centered. Constantly playing the victim. It's all about me. Always so rude selfish. to Lexi, too. Like, really? Like, Lexi's always been so, so supportive of her. So people that have her back. So bad. High maintenance. She's going to come out of this with no friends. That play is going to be a wake-up call. She's honestly lucky Nate even still wants to talk to her. I'm going mean, to be honest. lucky. It's for the worst, but, like... I'm also a little surprised. I was thinking the play was going to be, like, all about, like, her family and Cassie. I didn't know she was bringing the friends into it, so this is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. It's going to be about everyone. I kind of like that, but I'm also, like, good for her. Like, Lexi, once again, like, coming through, like, the most mature one. Because it's like, yeah, this friend group is, like, kind of fucked up and crazy. Do you think, uh, do you think Ethan is going to be playing Nate in the play? Oh, do you think so? Who else would he be playing? Oh, my God. Ethan We know he's Nate. in the play. Who else is he going to be playing? I will die. I will die. I mean, hilarious. We also, love a like, king that plays Nate. I mean, you can't, there aren't that many, like, 6'6", six, six, like, 200-pound dudes at school that no. want to act in, like, a play, so you're probably going to have to go with, like, kind of a scrawny Oh, my God, you're guy. right. I didn't even think about that. That is so cringy and funny. That would be hilarious. I feel like next week's going to be really comedic because of the play. Like, there will be, like, some intense moments, but I, f- I hope it's, like, funny. God, I hope so. This, this one was a, I feel like it will downer. be. I don't know. You can just tell like from the like little sneak peek you can tell they're all at the play and they're like what the fuck like this is about us like (laughs) it's like bitches are you surprised like you all have been acting crazy this season like yeah like the whole school knows about you all just being like the messiest most insane people ever literally (laughs) like like, euphoria high knows everybody else is just trying to go to class and like do their homework (laughs) yeah a lot i'm trying to think of like anything else like because I, I know I want to get into the Nate and Maddie thing. I guess we'll just go there. So Nate gets the gun, which... Yeah, Nate tries to get the... He looks for the discs, and Cal left him a little, like, fuck you note, which was funny. That was funny. I was just a little sticky like note. What did it say? It was, like, man of the house now. enjoy being the man of the house now, or whatever. Wow, nice, Cal. Thanks. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I also... I feel so stupid. I didn't know Cal dipped, like, for good good. I thought he was just, like... Well, because he was, like, pissing and was drunk, and I, I know he took the family portrait and, like, left, but I thought that was just him being dramatic, like, I'm gonna go on a walk, like, kind of thing. No. I didn't know he was legit, like, I'm fucking no, he's done, out. I'm he's out. he's done with that family. We even talked about that. Where'd he go, was... the motel? He's just kicking it? I don't know. He's got his <laughs> developer money. Who knows? He's drinking cooks at the motel. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's out, out, out. Like, he wrote every single member of that family off. He said, fuck you, like, I'm not part of this anymore. He's gone. Wow. Peace out, Cal. I know. Do you think he'll come back at all? Yeah, he'll. I think he'll still be on the show. Really? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's still the, like, tape hanging. The tape is still out there. True, true, true. Nate is still a fucking psychopath. Like, you know. Well, the whole, like, this whole thing of him and Maddie's room was just, like, I don't know. Alexa Demi did a really good job of acting this part as well, because, like, how traumatizing would that fucking be? I mean... Not only is it, like, someone with a gun, but it's someone that you've, like, been in love with, that you, like, actually cared about, like, even though they're abusive, like, you you would never expect it to go this far. I feel like it's the classic tale of, like, abuse, where you kind of, like, don't understand how bad it can get. Like, meaning, like, he choked her, like, that should have been a huge red flag, but she's always kind of cutting him slack, she loves him and cares about him. 
But now it's like, girl, I hope now, like, you are done. Like, he held a gun to your she head. She better be done after this. I think she will, and I hope so, because of her character maturing. If this was last season, I might be skeptical, but I feel like she's getting to a better place. Yeah. But holy shit, like, if someone was holding a gun to their head, like, that close well, to my face. classic, like, Nate fashion, he's always so fucking calculating with everything. He really gets her by holding the gun to his head, because he knows how much she cares about him. And also, I'm sure that, like, I don't know if he was thinking about this, but it's also smarter because then he's not, like, criminally liable for, like, threatening to kill her. He's like, yeah, he's threatening it's to kill worse. himself. You yeah. Know? So it's like, it's Well, he also knew to... that would fuck Maddie. That would fuck up. That would just fuck yeah, her up. Right. She's, like, a good person as well at her core. Like, she's not evil. Like, she has her moments, but she's, you know, she's a decent human. Like, yep. she's and, not going to uh... let someone kill themselves, but Jesus, that was really scary. Yeah, of course. Horrifying. Traumatizing. And also, the whole time, I don't know about you, I was thinking, holy shit, she's really, like, holding on to, like, not confessing to having the disc. Like, she went a long time she not saying a word. Dumb. Yeah, I really hope she made copies, but, like, I don't know. Probably she, not. We all know she's not the brightest, and unfortunately, she probably has no copies. I know, but I don't know. I'm like... If she had copies, she probably would have given up the disc right away, you know? That's true. That bums me out, though, because I feel like... All this talk about, oh, you know, I'm going to get Nate even worse than Cassie. It's like, well, I hope then you have a plan. It looks like she didn't. Also, yeah. what's the significance of showing there's a camera and the alarm clock when she's nannying? Like, I get it. But, like, do you think this woman just knows she's always trying on it her shit? Means she's going to get caught. Like, I'm sure after that week when she left the drawer open that she's, uh, she had, like, raised suspicion. So they probably stuck the camera in there and now they're going to have huh. her on tape doing this, which... Means she's gonna, well, she doesn't like, steal anything. Caught. She just tries it on and stuff. And I mean, then the question is, like, what's going to happen? Oh, like, do you that? think this woman has bad motives? Oh, I have no clue. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Why would you... I mean, okay, I get it. I guess you would install cameras if you thought someone was stealing, but she's not yeah, stealing, duh. though. There's a difference. She's just bored and trying on clothes. If someone like, was trying on my clothes, I'd be fucking pissed. I would, too, but this bitch doesn't seem to care. She's, like, drinking cheap rosé out by the pool. Like, she's fine. I don't know. They wouldn't have put the camera there in the first place if they didn't care. That's true. This house is also so baller. Like, but, yeah, I mean, what's gonna happen? Like, she's gonna get fired? I don't really know where that's gonna go, so yeah. we'll have to see. This house is so nice. I want to go swimming so bad. Yeah, that house And is I bet amazing. they're drinking way better wine than we are. um but yeah we then uh of course like i mean just to my massive dismay right after doing the most savage fucked up shit to maddie nate head straight for jewels the last thing anyone wants i've been uh so grateful that this season hasn't focused on some kind of like rekindling of like a jewels nate thing but clearly that's still like being hung out there as like a possibility for the future and i get that and i agree with you but you also can't leave it hanging meaning i've always said this there's always been a weird unaddressed like tension between the both of them i'm not saying romantic at all but like they did have like that weird back and forth chat going for so long and that was such a huge twist in season one finding out that like shy guy you know like it's not Nate actually liking her it's him fucking her over it was like a revenge move so I feel like there's just this unaddressed like tension because you never get to really hear like how Jules feels about that so it was kind of weird to hear them exchange that little thing like where she's like I meant it too also I I know I don't like it but also to like like, I don't know. I feel bad for Jules because I don't... <sighs> Meatball. Meatball. Stop what's it. up? Because she's... 
I don't know. She really did, like, have a crush on what she thought was, like, a hot guy in season one. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't know about Nate. She was the new kid in school. So, that was really... I feel like we just, like I said, it was just went unaddressed. Like, that was really a lot harder on her than I think we understand because it was, like, never really talked about again. I Because mean, that was really it. traumatizing. He's like, the most evil fucking guy. Like, that's what I mean, though. It, it fucked with her. Move and then on. he, like you know, really scared her by being like, I could, like, take you to prison. Like, it was really traumatizing for Jules. So I feel like that was never really, like, fully... Yeah, so fucking move on and don't talk to his ass. I know, but I'm just saying Uh... I don't hold her. Like, I don't think what she did was wrong. I mean, I think she genuinely probably is shocked because that's not what you would expect of Nate. Would you ever expect this evil fuck to be like, hey, I found this and, like, I don't want you to get hurt by it, so here you I go? Like, know. I think you can expect that he's always being self-serving and calculating. And I know, but like, it, she wasn't, like, super nice to him. She wasn't like, thanks, bro, love you. Like, she didn't take a beer from him. Also, the beer trick is getting really fucking old, Nate. Still doing the beer <laughs> trick. We get it, dude. I know, we get it. You love drinking Bud Light in your truck. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, like, so scary to see him, like, move from, like, that situation with Maddie to the situation with Jules and him being so, like, chummy and, like, you yeah, know, like, weird. faux charming with Jules. And it's just, like, damn, he's just, like, setting up the next one. He's immediately, like, setting the, like, lining it up. He's just lining her up to be next yeah. in line after Cassie. And it's, like, fucking hell. I know. Poor Jules really put through the ringer. She's got, like, she's dealing with the aftermath of having the love of her life, like, screaming her face and, like... I know. On drugs that again. was funny how Rue was like started to talk about Jules and Elliot, and then she was like, "Nah, I'm not." She's like, "Fuck it, them. I don't want to talk about them. them." Yeah, that was funny, but I don't know. I just feel bad, and then on top of like her having to deal with all this aftermath with Rue, she's having to now like find out that what she thought was a private moment is on tape. Like that's so like fucked up and violating and like scary. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt really sorry for her. Like watching it, I was like, fuck, that would just suck. Like, yeah, of course that sucks. That's so shitty that Cal does that. I know, it Oops, really geez. is. And I just hope that for her sake, I really do hope that's the end of it. I don't want it to get out. I don't want like, I do for like Cal's sake, but not for her. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it'll I feel like she's moved eventually. on from it, though, you know? So it'd be a bummer for it to, like, come out and, like, be a thing. I'm sure it will eventually. Why do you think it will, though, if now she supposedly has the only copy? What would make you think it's coming back out? You know what I mean? Um, well, she may be upset about, like, what happened, and she may choose to expose it to hold Cal accountable, knowing that he, like, filmed yeah. it. Like, we don't really know, like, how angry or not angry she is about that. And she also might feel guilty, meaning, like, I might, because she knows, like, he does this a lot, because, like, right? Yeah, he's done it to other people. Yeah. Like, that's always a possibility. It's possible that Maddie really did make copies and was smarter. I feel like I'm really uh, thinking Maddie was smarter, but I'm not positive. She's kind of, like, crafty and, like, street smart, so... She was laying on her bed, like, thinking about it, holding it. I'm like, why did they show us that moment if, like, she did nothing? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We'll see. Maddie, come on. I hope she made, like, a good home movie of that shit, and she's gonna, like, blast it. But even that would be kind of... You know what sucks about that, though? Is if everyone's really rooting for this, like, Jules-Maddie friendship, which they haven't shown that much, you know... It's not, like, a big thing in the show, but people were kind of stoked. They were, like, chummy a bit. I feel like that would really fuck her over. You know what I mean? Well, it would fuck her over because she knows that Jules is, like, in that DVD. So if she exposes it and she's really actually, like, 
friends with Jules, she'd want to, like, warn her, like, tell her, hey, like, I've got this disc, like. Yeah, but no one would be, like, there wouldn't be any, like, blowback on Jules. I don't know. Well, if if it's your friend, you might want to warn them, like, yo, I'm about to expose this video of you having sex with, like, a dad. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she's gonna, like, blast it on the internet. She would just go to the police. Oh, And be it. like, I know this guy's a I pedophile. Oh, she was gonna humiliate Nate with like, it, because of, like, you know, just, like, petty revenge for the cheating I stuff. mean, the humiliation would be that his dad would get arrested for being a pedophile. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the humiliation, I think. Also, they do such a good job with their rooms. I, the whole time I was like, Maddie's room is such a vibe. I really like, this is so random, but I really like that construction paper hand holding the rose by her mirror. Did mm. you get that? Yeah, that was cool. I feel like that's a very, like, me and you-like item. Yeah. <laughs> Her it was lamp. funny in this episode, like, what time is it ever, ever in this entire episode? I know. And it's raining the whole time. There were, like, two scenes where I was like, this is the morning, and the entire rest of the episode, I was like, what in the hell it's time daytime. is it? Like, <laughs> like when Rue's like, I'm going to bed with Gia, yeah. it looks like it's, like, the middle of the day, like... I mean, this... this- Episode was heavy on, like, the orangey-yellow, you know. I don't mean this as a critique. Like, they're obviously going for something very stylish. Stylish, yeah. But it was hilarious because I have no clue, like, what time of day anything in this episode took place. I know. I just loved, like, her headboard, the mirror headboard. And, like, I'm loving all the flower lamps they have in these. Like, they have them at the Howards, too. Those, like, porcelain flower lamps like on each nightstand, if you look. It's pretty cool. But her room is pretty baller for a high schooler. Like, it's fun. Yep. But also, I feel like this episode reminded me of um, Trials of Peeing during whatever. What was that one? The Trials of... And tribulations of, like, peeing, peeing. while depressed. Or yeah, whatever. like, the just the t- overall tone and, like, coloring of this reminded me of that episode. Like, mm. really well done. A good episode, but, you know, not as, like, crazy as last week and, like... Yeah. It was necessary. I would say it was still really strong, though. See the little cutout, though? That's yeah, cool. Yeah. The hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're at an interesting place where we have to wonder, like, this has been a season of many, if not almost all the characters facing significant consequences for their actions. Yeah. Um, and I think we have to wonder, like, is Nate going to face any consequences this season? He obviously got beat by Fez in the first episode, but they really downplayed the impact of that. Yeah. He was out of the hospital and healed up, like... A day later. And he has Cassie now, right under his finger. Like, she's just like, I love you. He continues to win and get away with fucking everything. So, when when are the consequences coming for Nate, if ever? I'm so tired of him getting away with everything. Everyone is like... Everyone's just being shitty. Like, Cassie, I thought it was really shitty of her to, like, relate herself to Rue. I was like, how dare you? Like, I get it. I get what you're saying about, like, your dad leaving and stuff. But I'm sorry, like... That is not the same as your dad fucking dying and being, like, taken away from you. Like, I mean... And then developing, like, a debilitating drug addiction. Yeah, like, like, that's a little different. Like, I get it. Like, you've been through your shit, girl. We see you. We, like, we understand. But that's... You can't compare yourself to Rue's life. That's just not fair. Yeah. Fucked up. Cassie really is just letting me down. Ugh. Letting me down. All right, what else? (sighs) I don't know. When does... What... Where do we end on this episode, honestly? Like, I feel like we've well, covered all the big stuff. the episode ends on the, like, biggest down note Oh, ever. Jules and Nate, yeah. No, after that, with the mom trying to, with Leslie trying to get Rue into rehab, and they're not going to oh, give her a bed. So, shit, like, we start, right. Rue's story starts out so hopeful with Ali talking about hope, and he's being so supportive and stuff. And then we're ending on, like, the worst note ever, where, like, the mom's, like, literally begging them to let Rue into rehab, and oh. they're not going to do it. 
And why aren't they? They're just full, or like they're just like she's fine. Like I, I didn't I really understand that. Of, I think there's a lot of like competition for spots in those situations. Yeah, and they are always like you know vigorously like reviewing who gets in and who doesn't. Totally. And it's like because they asked her like pretty, what drugs, and she was brutal. like opioids. Um, you know what I mean? Like they, you could tell they were like probing her for like, okay, hey, how serious is this? And, yeah, like, right. But. Another thing. So, do you think the mom found... Is she just, like, not knowledgeable with drugs? Or did she not find the morphine, like, her arm? Remember, like, her bruised arm from well, being... she said a- that on the phone that she was doing heroin. And Got it. She wouldn't know from the... Yeah. Even if, I don't know whether she did or didn't find the thing, but you would probably just assume that was heroin. Totally, and, totally. I mean, it's what's the difference? Like, if you're doing heroin or morphine, they're both, like, hardcore, like, and... Not yeah. that different. I don't know um, why, but I was scared. I don't know about you, but I thought at the end of the episode, I was, like, waiting for them to show, like, that woman, like, spying on her outside her house or something. Like, I'm just waiting no. for them to follow up on that. See, I I think it's... What I... My take on this is that she seems like she's a really serious drug dealer. Um, So I don't think she's stupid enough to just, like, kidnap, like, a regular suburban girl like, and bring that kind of heat down on her like unnecessarily um really even though i mean technically she lost all those drugs that's a lot of money like you don't think she's gonna try and well i think she has plans i just don't know that i think like i mean it all depends like how smart, how smart is she like you know i think she probably doesn't need to bring that kind of heat down on her like, yeah like that's obviously scene, gonna yeah. raise a lot of like attention and it's not that hard to connect rue to her yeah. Um. So I think she probably has other ways of planning to get that back. I don't think she's like done with Rue by any means, but it wouldn't necessarily be the smartest thing if you were trying to keep your like big serious drug operation under wraps to totally. go around like kidnapping like high schoolers. Like that's the kind of shit that really draws a lot of attention. You know, Rue's not like a lost like street kid. She's no. Not, like a burnout like in her twenties that doesn't have like people around that are gonna follow up if she goes missing. Agreed. And when you're like a like you said, a hardcore drug dealer, you're not looking to like disrupt like suburbia. Like that's just not a good look. Like But yeah, I mean I don't think she's done with Rue by any means. And there's gonna be trouble there a hundred percent. Yeah. I just don't know that she's like lurking outside the house ready to kidnap no. her. <laughs> I guess I was just like, you know, I'm I'm in that law and order mindset. I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? I was like, Are they gonna kidnap her and Gia? Like I was getting scared. <laughs> I mean maybe she's not that smart of a drug dealer and she is gonna do some shit like no that, i don't you know? actually think that, that's but also I was just very getting nervous cause... we don't know that much about her operation yeah no i don't really think that he didn't seem like the the brightest i was just getting nervous because like you said the end of the episode was so like sad and depressing and then they did that really long like drawn out shot like from the mom's room into their room and i was like oh my god what's gonna happen and then nothing happened so i was like oh okay yeah. we're good yeah that was so depressing just hearing the mom like, <sighs> begging them like was like gonna, my daughter's gonna kill herself i was like god yeah, Damn. Nika King is really great Real. in her role. All the actors are just, like, killing it this season, but she's done a really nice job of, like, showing what it, you know, how shitty it would be to be, like, a mom in this situation, a good mom in this situation. Yep, totally. Uh, poor Ruru. We just want what's best for her. We want her to <laughs> yeah. take home that Super Bowl ring. <laughs> we, we <wanted> what? <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to get clean, like, you know. Uh... Oh, uh, but yeah, we did not get the SmackDown. When is I kind of want? I liked too. This is really random, but I'm just talking about the SmackDown part of it. Like, I like that Maddie was like, I like to fight. Like, I love a good fight to that mm-hmm. girl because I was like, I'm so on the same page. Yeah, like, I there's just that. something good about like a fight. Like, there's just adrenaline and like 
such satisfaction when you can just like yeah fight someone as shitty as cassie because you don't feel like remorse it's just kind of like fuck you like yeah i uh i hope that uh, i hope that maddie i hope another moment because cassie kind of like needs some tough love right now i feel like so far she just hasn't gotten it yet you know like because of the whole Rue situation in the last episode and all the drama of, like, that intervention moment, Maddie didn't get to, like, have her full moment. Like, she was, like, about to, but then, like, had to be held yeah, back right, by the parents, and I was like, damn it. Didn't you love all the memes where they were, like, <laughs> showing Cassie, like, saying she's so crazy, and then it's her, like, running up the stairs so scared from yes. Maddie in that episode? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, because Cassie really is just, like, Cassie's she's not intimidating, idiot. so this SmackDown's gonna be, like, I, I mean, Matt is gonna win. I'm ready for it. I am too. Alright, was that it? Is there anything else to, to cover from the, <sighs> the episode? No, this the was a EP? really good episode. I feel like, obviously, like, you know, overall the tone was just really sad. So, like, sorry if this episode of us recapping wasn't super exciting, but it's hard to be like, ha ha ha, and like drunk when there's such serious topics. Yeah, weirdly, I, well, I mean, other episodes of the season have been more outwardly, like, hardcore or depressing, but for some reason this one just got me down. Yeah, but I also think it was good, and, like, it covered a lot of necessary points, like, meaning it was a strong episode. It just yeah, it was, was like, it just, yeah, like this you said. This whole season's been so good. With the exception of the second episode, I think every episode's just been super strong. I know, and I'm like, damn, what is this finale gonna bring us? Episode eight's gonna be Only crazy. Only two episodes left. Hot I damn. can't believe it. I'm sad. I don't want it to go by. Like, I know. Because then, like, oh, fuck. Like, we've had to wait so long for this season. I'm like, God, they better be, like, finish a season three by now. <laughs> they yep. better be ready to release that shit fast. Yeah. I'm not waiting two, four fucking years. <laughs> Uh, hopefully they just move quick on it. I think they will. All right. Well, should we do superlatives? Let's close it there. Let's hit our superlatives. Okay. Let's hit our prove us wrong, bitch. And then yeah. We'll, uh, say goodnight on this fine Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Let's do it. So superlatives. What do we got first, Alex? I have Rue for best dressed for her great Malcolm X T-shirt. Agreed. Loved that. That was such a vibe. Really cool. I think. Uh, I think I did like read about that too which uh Heidi Bivens always kills it she also followed us on Instagram so cool Ooh. I know I was like Hello. oh I was honored she's obviously like fucking amazing nice. she does such a good that job with nice. all the costumes on this show yeah absolutely but yeah that was a good find but I was gonna say I read like I think it was in Vogue or some you know one of those many articles they put out about the costumes that it was like a cool like vintage find yeah so that was pretty sick. that's a I mean that's a score all right. How about worst dressed? Worst dressed? I mean, obviously, like Cassie looks pretty horrible all throughout <laughs> with her face mask in the tub, just like she's really just living crusting in this, like, over juicy sweatsuit too. Um, yeah, I think she's I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go cat though for what she's again cat. Okay, if you Kat go, looked if fire. you look at what she's wearing when she breaks. No, the, she looked cool when she's at the Ethan breakup. She, I thought she looked fantastic, and I loved her eyeshadow. I like her I mean eyeshadow. It. I thought it looked cool. But the shirt she's wearing looks like it's like pants, like pockets over her boobs, and it's so like weird and like. No, I think it's cool. No, it looks like someone like oh, took I thought like she pants and like made it into like a top. It's like a Lizzie McGuire like outfit. I kind of loved. I loved Jewel's shirt at the end. The cat holding the kite. Yeah, Jules had a good shirt too. That You're was right. fun. I like that. That one was too. a vibe. Yep. But yeah, I mean, this whole episode was a little more like, you know, 
Yeah. The tone was dark, so we didn't get a lot of bright, like, crazy costumes right, or anything, right. but yeah. All right, how about the bay? The bay of the episode. Uh, for me, Ollie. Yeah, same. The diarrhea jokes were a real hit. Bringing the humor. <laughs> Showing support to the the Rue fan. I still can't believe he literally looked at the mom and was like, no, not you, Diarrhea Hands. Yeah, he's like, you too, Diarrhea Hands. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe he's there's like, not. like, I have been wiping her ass all week or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe Leslie's like, yeah, I thought Ollie was like, maybe a romantic vibe, but <laughs> I don't know about this guy. Yeah, <laughs> Coming in with funny. diarrhea jokes. But yeah, showing support, showing up, looking out for Gia. Always neglected. Just such Glad a... that Ollie sees her and... Yeah. You know, just such a out. good guy all around. And just, like, supporting the mom. Like, Cooking I didn't really dinner. think about that that much. But it is sad that she really is just, like, a single mom out here, like, dealing with some of the hardest shit. Dude, for sure. It would be brutal. So I hope he comes around more. I hope he's around more to, like, cook that chicken or whatever they were making. <laughs> yeah, cook that chicken. <laughs> all right. How about the uh, the big purple dirty rat bastard? As if I have to ask. I know, right? Neat. Obviously. And honestly, if you wanted to, like, once again, stray away from the usual of always saying Nate's the worst, I mean, he absolutely was because of the gun shit, but, like, Cassie, honestly, close second. I think like, I would list Kat at second. She does Ethan so dirty. That's true. He's been so sweet to her, and he did, he just deserved so much better than that, you know? He just deserved an honest breakup, at least. Yeah. She tried to, like, fuck with his head and play him. And It was really shallow, but I, I just hate Cassie more this season, though. I was bummed that she didn't at least, at least not once, address that, like, she might be sad about losing a friendship with, like, Maddie. I thought I that know. was really She's low. She's being a real shithead right Real now. low. Yep. All right, how about the class clown? Last clown. I mean, the diarrhea yeah, jokes, it's obviously. Got obviously, Ollie. Ollie. It's like, why even? I don't ask? know. Maybe not like funny, but like Fez was so cute, like laughing and talking about the play. Oh, and when he was like, when he's like, I hope I get to like kick Nate's ass again. I think you should add that in the play. Like that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was really. He funny. was just cute. I love that. Really good. Um, and how about song? Um, Stand By Me. I mean, that was the one that stood out to me the most. That's just, like, a classic. Yeah, same. This, uh, one thing I will say, not that I'm, like, super critical of it, but the season has definitely not brought it with the music as hard as season one did. No, and I think there's purpose with that, though, like you said, though. Like, I think it's just because there's so many intense scenes that, like, what are we gonna do, like, while Rue's, like, you know, yeah, gnawing on a Jolly Rancher with snot coming out of her nose. We don't need the labyrinth, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not like being super critical of it, but season one was just packed with hits. Like, every episode was chock full of like so many great songs, and so many of them were like kind of like overlooked, like, hits from yesteryear. And it was all over the map. It was like we'd go from like Blow the Whistle Too Short to like a really cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there was so much variety last season. Yeah, I feel like this season hasn't brought the uh, the same depth. Um, there's just less music, and yeah. when there is, it's kind of stuff that you're more familiar with. I haven't, like, discovered any, like, killer hits from the, the show this season. Agreed. What are you I hope do? they uh, stick to film. I feel like, once again, the film is looking really nice. It really looks... This whole season looks so good. It looks just so much better than last season. Like, it's it was a good choice. Yeah, I like this season a lot. I wonder if they'll stick with it, or if Sam's like, fuck, this is so hard. Like, I bet it is a lot tougher with film. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they were able to do this whole season with it. Yeah, and, and the worked. actors have really set their game up. Like, they are really just killing it, so I bet they don't have to do that many, like, takes and shit. They're all pretty, like, esteemed. Yeah, 
Yeah, so esteemed. So esteemed. But yeah, right, other cool. than song, are we gonna do? Is there anything else? I uh, well, we can do. We'll do change our minds, bitch. Okay. Um, before we do, I will issue a uh, retraction from last week. I uh, erroneously conflated Henry Miller with Arthur. Oh, I was Miller. gonna bring that up. That's uh, one of the change my mind. So I will. Uh, I will retract that. I was just being sloppy, and uh, I'm not we overly. Drunk. I'm not overly familiar with either. Um, so but I let me really give some context and shout out. Oh, they didn't, didn't leave their name didn't really do my due diligence there uh but yeah thank you to uh whoever pointed that out because yeah that was, it was uh, anonymous false. but they said they said arthur miller was married to marilyn monroe not henry miller but yes. love the pod with yep. a little heart so thanks yep. for the nice thank you for the correction yeah, alex you're such a fucking idiot yeah big <laughs> fucking kidding. dummy uh i feel so like dumb, i go to, alex like i go to euphoria high never went to high, my classes never did my homework so not really necessarily a change our minds but we had a lot of people at least five or six people say that they think the movie in the background was the lost boys bathtub scene mm. which you and i really didn't get a chance to like watch again and follow up so yeah and you were saying like honestly it was so fast that i don't even know if there's really a way we can like know if, if they're that was if it. they're right i'm impressed because that is such a brief shot but i uh i believe it i'll have to like i'd have to check it for myself yeah. but uh you have to think again though like, it would fit with their t- their movie taste you know well and with five people reaching out i'm surprised that five different people thought it was that so i right. guess that's what makes me maybe think it's like legit yeah t- Tentatively confirming Lost Boys. Someone wrote, not a, not necessarily trying to change your mind, but feel like you guys did not discuss that not only did Cassie not hook, not only, sorry, not only did Cassie hook up with Maddie's ex, but that man was her abuser and is abusive. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do agree with that. And I mean, like, we talk about navying and abusive shithead all the time, so it's like, yeah. it kind of goes without saying, but like, yes, of course, like, he is. That's like, problematic. Yeah, it's not just like, <laughs> oh, we like think that sucks and that she's like a shit friend for doing it. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like, he's an abusive, like, actually abusive. Yeah, he choked the shit out of like your best friend, and he's probably going to choke the shit out of you too, girl. So, um, another change our mind. Someone wrote, hear me out. I'm sorry, but I just don't feel any sympathy for Cal. I totally understand that his dad was homophobic and abusive, which affected him, but he didn't have to stay with Marsha when she got pregnant. He very easily could have still gone away to college, and to be honest, it was his own actions that put him in that position. He made a series of bad decisions, and then he stayed with those bad decisions. He is a grown-ass man, and he could have lived a truer version of himself, but he chose not to. Plus, he is one of the main reasons Nate is so fucked up. So, sorry, but I do not agree that Cal isn't the main villain. I just... Or, no. I agree with you both that Cal is not the main villain, but I just don't feel we need to feel sympathy for him. Uh, I mean, all of those things are accurate. I don't, Didn't change my mind, I though. don't dispute any of those things. I agree, but I can still feel some level of sympathy. I mean, they're 100% right. Like, he... Yeah. He made his own bed, and he's lying in it. For sure. uh, He could have taken action at any point in his life to move things in a different direction. But I think you can still feel sympathy for people without always agreeing with their actions yeah of like course. of course i don't agree uh, that, but like, i can also feel sympathetic towards him um and also it's like i Marcia don't think said this week he's like a deeply flawed guy and that's accurate yes. like yes he is super flawed i don't want to like yeah. excuse anything it's not like he's like totally cool in my book now or anything um, i'm also starting to after the conversation with Marsha, i really do agree with you that i think now it's fair to say that cal's not the only reason nate's fucked up 
No, of course not. So I do feel like I don't... I feel like this is almost saying we should feel a little more bad for Nate, and I don't, so... No, there's always been more more going on. Yeah. Still, I, I appreciate the, the reach out and the words there, but I, I, I don't think that changes my mind. I, I am going to still stand with my uh, point of having empathy for Cal. Yeah, he's a, he's a flawed guy. He likes to whip his dick out and piss on the floor, and no um, one in the family cleans it up. This one's just a cute one to end on. It's not a change our mind, but someone wrote, thank you so much for your episodes and recaps. Alex, I need those anime recommendations, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm not some, like, anime master. Like, my tastes are, like, not anything, like, super unique. I like, uh, you know, like, a lot of the popular stuff from the 90s and the 2000s as far as shows go. My all-time favorite is Neon Genesis Evangelion, which I think is, like, an absolute fucking stunning masterpiece of sci-fi. My new one's Death Note. Religious Shout out Death Note. Death Note's great. We talked about that last week, but I just finished that with Alex, and it was so good. Highly recommend. amazing. Anything uh, Shinichiro Watanabe does is amazing. Anything Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli is amazing, obviously. Like, watch every movie, seriously. Outside of that, I think the only stuff I could recommend that's kind of, like, less, like center is um i really like a lot of the 80s like horror stuff um there's a lot of like really great graphic anime from the 80s a lot of it from like madhouse studios um what's the one i really like i think nightmare city is amazing um i like golgo 13 um goku midnight eye Hmm. uh demon city shinjuku that's a good list uh, take notes. Oh, oh, I mean, fucking obviously, <laughs> like the two, notes. the two like titans of like anime movies, Akira and Ghost in the Shell. Um, I've watched Ghost in the Shell like three times in the last year, and every time that movie just absolutely like blows me away. Um, nice. I think that's like one of my all-time favorite movies. Love that. Hands we also down. got a couple. The score of... is incredible. We also got a couple of nice requests for music playlists, which, like, Alex and I have talked about that. The only reason we haven't, like, done anything with that is because the the actual show itself, Euphoria, drops the entire season's playlist on Spotify after every episode. Yeah. So I just haven't, like, doubled down on, like, repeating what they already do. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. But I... So if you actually just didn't know that, I wanted to shout that out because there are... Each season is on Spotify. You can listen to it. Like, Euphoria, mm-hmm. HBO posts it. So, it's not that we, like, haven't wanted to do that. That's just, like... Yeah, I'm a little less invested in the music this season, too. Same. And I was kind of stoked that we were starting out with, like, kind of the classic rock route, and it feels like that's, like, fallen a little bit by the wayside. And uh, Totally. Season one, I was just so heavily invested in the music, like I said, because they were really surfacing a lot of great stuff I'd never heard before. Yeah. Well... I think that just about wraps up Change Our Mind, bitch. But yeah, thanks for all the submissions. Keep them rolling in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Change our minds, you know? You. Say whatever you want to say. Fight us. Let's have a smackdown. Let's go Maddie and Cassie. Let's get violent. Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl part two. <laughs> Knocking get... extremist versus puker and crier. Knocking extremist. <laughs> uh, so That's next so week, we've got the big play. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And we are definitely, I promise you, we will have better alcohol next week. I'm, like, embarrassed that we drink this what should we? Uh, what wine. should we drink to accompany the play? I guess champagne is what you would drink at the play. So is we it? I know. I'm like, champagne just goes with everything, but... Yeah, it really does. Maybe we'll, like, have a signature cocktail next week that, like, we'll call it something. We could do, like... And we'll drop a recipe. Everyone's like, <laughs> put out music. No, we'll drop some we drink recipes. We could do, like, recipes. cooks with, like... 
raspberry chambord and like a little drop a little raspberry in there yeah. or something like that. Okay, okay. It's always nice. Yeah, we can drop a couple euphoria drink like, ideas. Uh, that could be cute. We could make like French seventy fives. Oh yes, let's do that. That's like a champagne cocktail. It's like both our favorites, gin and champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Lexi. Fezki or Fexi. Do it for Lexi. Oh, that was another one. Not to change our mind, but we had someone on Twitter. Remember, they like reached out and they were like, I'm disgusted by like the Fezco and Lexi relationship. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? They were saying that like people are like criticized or not people. This person reached out to us on Twitter and saying that like they were mad that people are loving the whole like Fez and Lexi relationship because Fez is so much older than her. I'm like, honey, I think he's like literally maybe two years older. We don't fucking know that. He's we a high school dropout. He goes to high know... school parties. He's everyone's high school drug dealer. Like... We don't know Fez's age, first of all. And second of all, even if he but is But we kind of older... do. I'm sorry. We do, though. Like, he goes to high school parties and he drug deals to high school. But even if he is older, so what? Like, Lexi's a senior, which means she's 17 or 18. <laughs> so, like, so fucking what? Like, she's a legal adult. Don't judge her. I know. And even if she's not a legal adult, she's about to be. So just like fucking calm down. I feel like this season. That's not problematic. Do you agree? I feel like this season people are being so fucking dramatic about this type of stuff. Like they're getting so sensitive to like the smallest details in the show. And it's like, calm down. You're reading way too far into this. Like, like you said, we don't even know Fez's age. Like it just, it's so stupid. Yeah, right. Like at least confirm the man's age before we rip on him. It's also like, honey, like Cal and Jules were fucking last season. Like. There's other things that are a little more worrisome than Fezco and Lexi, like, being together. Like, the show is a lot more... They're, like, obviously close in age. It's not like there's, like, some unbalanced power dynamic and he's, like, you know, trying to, like, exploit her or something. He's such a sweet, sweet boy. It's just a sincere, normal relationship between people that are very close in age. He literally held her hand. He's such a gentleman. So let's calm down. I'm not here for that. I was just throwing that out there because I was like, "Uh uh-uh. No. Fezco is a gentleman and a half. (laughs) <laughs> a gentleman and a half and for all we know lexi's legal so whatever i know it's just silly right. well hey next that week we've got a lot up, right? yeah we're wrapping now let's cheers this was cheers. uh not the most euphoric it was the most depressing but <laughs> <laughs> yeah here we go but cheers. you know what that's so euphoric that's so depressing love you guys see you next tuesday like today's episode great we love that for you Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a podcast review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever the fuck you listen to us weekly. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at so underscore euphoric for all the euphoria updates you could ever possibly want in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out, bitches.